Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thank you for joining me. Big show this week in studio, the voice of Monday Night Football, Joe Tessitore. Before we get to that, a couple of things. Last week, got great feedback on the podcast with Alan Sepinwall, the chief TV critic at Rolling Stone. A lot of Sopranos talk. So if you have not listened to that, if you're a fan of TV, and if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're a fan of TV, check that out in the archives. One programming note, the podcast is moving now to Wednesdays. We've been coming out on Thursdays forever since at least I took this over from Mr. Richard Deitch. But we will be coming out on Wednesdays going forward, so keep your eyes, ears, and nose open for that. I don't know why you have to keep your nose open for a podcast, but Wednesdays going forward for the SI Media Podcast. And now we get into it, and I'm so happy to have him in studio. Always makes for a better show. Thank you for dealing with the rain and flying Mm. in from Tampa, Joe Tessitore. Thank you for having me. But now I'm curious about the Sopranos talk from last week. Yeah, what, what was the big hook there? You have to listen. I can't give it all I, away. But just no, tell Alan me what Alan yeah. has a book coming out in January about this, all about the Sopranos interviews with David Chase. Right. And I, you know, I didn't want to have him on in January when he does five thousand sure, book interviews. Yeah, exactly. So he was nice enough to come on last week. Oh, that's we, good. I'm going to look we got to into that. the sh- we got into the show. Uh, he revealed a couple of things I didn't know, and I thought, you know, you give think me you'd... one. Just give me one right now. Um, the actress who played Livia, Nancy Marshawn, yeah. he explained how her passing away affected some of the storylines because that following season, uh, there's a season that ends with uh, she gets arrested because Tony gives her the, the bad bus tickets. He got right. him hidden in the car. So the next season was him having to keep his mother happy so she doesn't testify against him. Right. They couldn't do that storyline because the actress in real life passed away. But that was supposed to be the focus of that next season was him dealing with his mother and trying to have her keep him out of jail and all that stuff, which yeah. would have been interesting. She she portrayed that character with a certain strain of nastiness yes. that came right through the screen. Yes, yes. And it was... Um, you don't usually see mothers portrayed on TV as not being nice. And Correct. I thought it was brilliant the way they did it because mothers like that do exist. I'm not saying anything, but all people um, like that. Do yes, exist. but it was not it you was, though. No, but it was it was um, nor Lou. It was uh, you're sitting in a room with three Italian men. Yeah. yeah. 
and you don't think that mothers like that exist? Well, yeah, exactly. to that extreme. <laughs> My mother beat me up the stairs. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, we, she was loving and wonderful, but yeah. God forbid you took a misstep or abs- said the wrong word. Absolutely. It's going to turn into a Dr. Phil I, I was session. just going to say, you know, yeah. we don't want to get into Very this. Very high standards yeah. Italian remember, moms. Yeah. I remember seeing my cousins do this. He, yes. would, he would run to the phone and say, I'm going to call child service. I'm going to talk right, to, yeah, or I'm going to exactly, call diapers, yeah. whatever it was. The wooden spoon right out of, right. Right out of the sauce. So, right I, so, I, so I did that once, and my mother looked at me, and she says, go ahead, call them. By the time they get here, I'll have yeah. you tied up with the phone wire, and I'll beat you with the receiver. Mm. And I was like, that's it. I'm never doing yeah. that again. But anyway. even, Bolivia was worse than a wooden spoon. Well, let's just, Livia was yes. way worse than a wooden yes. spoon. There was psychological yeah. warfare. Yeah. I will tell you this, though. That character, to me, of all the characters in The Sopranos, strayed the furthest from what would be the typical Italian-American family member of that generation, of that era, and demographic and locale. I See, I disagree. Really? Yeah. I, I, I've seen some Livia in my time from some family In terms members. of the personality? Well, she didn't have that Italian personality, I thought. Correct. But the writing, the things she said... Mm-hmm. Um, the general miserableness that Understood. was there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the writing on that show was so good that I feel yeah, like, superb. But yeah, she wasn't that Italian, you know, Junior and, and Carmela and Tony think had more of the language and verbal sort of things. You know, the, the Sunday family dinner is a big, you know, Carmela would get mad if Tony got up from the table. Correct. Sunday family. One that o'clock was, rigatoni. Yeah. One, yeah. To this day, I fight with my parents to try to explain to them that I don't want to eat dinner at 2 o'clock on Sundays, but they don't Oh, we it. were worse. We were 1 o'clock. That, yeah. 12.59. If you weren't yeah. seated with the 41st cousins, yeah. forget about it. You're right. done. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is not dinner. This is not like, dinner. Literally, yeah. literally, my grandpa Miranda would be, 12.59, you are seated. He is ready and oh, is yeah. being served at 12.00.01. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a little little insight into <laughs> life of Italian, mm-hmm. crazy Italian people. Um <laughs> So you just you literally just flew yeah. in, just got here from Tampa. You f- so, well, let's start with this. How are you liking the new gig? Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's extremely challenging. Yeah, um, and but the the resources are incredible. I mean, the crew is obviously at ESPN. We have so many good broadcast crews, and I was on you know, one that if, if I spent the rest of my career on, I'd be happy with Todd Blackwood and Holly Rowe and uh, the director who is superb and Scotty Johnson, Phil Dean, the producer, and the best camera people and everything. But, you know, you sit there on Monday Night Football and <laughs> the amount of support staff and researchers mm-hmm. and the best camera people and the best technical people and the audio people, the audio has been unbelievable. That is the one thing. I don't know why that, that's hit me in the head, but a few weeks in, and I don't know if you guys have noticed it. Maybe you watch Monday Night Football. Well, yeah. Actually, they, they amped up the audio even more this year because now they're they're wiring an individual player every right. week, which is incredible. Uh, so you're getting that NFL Every film. player should be wired in every sport it's, for every game. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it, you're, you're getting well, the reason you'd watch inside the NFL four right. days later. You're now getting that live in action. I mean, last night, McCoy was amazing. Uh, how, mu- game how, how much run would it get today if Chris Connie was wired last night? Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, that would that be gold. Was unreal. Gold. That was, that but gold. you know, it was. I, I tell you, I thought there was a moment of gold last night that you never hear. McCoy comes in and he gets the roughing, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then, and then we replay it full audio because he's got he's wearing our mic, right? As he's going, as he's tackling him, he's apologizing. Yep. Yep. My fault, Ben. As they're going down, he's saying it, then says it again. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good stuff, that's good stuff yeah. now. So the I, it's, I've been blown away by just who I'm surrounded by. Yeah. It's been fun. That's good. It's been a lot of work, though, because obviously, you know, we're starting from new fresh crew. with a new crew. Right. And not only a new crew, but a guy who just got off the field and another guy who's four games into his career. He's, uh, you know, a versatile guy, Stuart, but not booth. Like, right. you know, I was with Todd Blackledge and right. Matt Millen. And I always ask all play-by-play people this question, and I don't know if, I don't know if ESPN technically says it's a three-man booth, but it is. Do yeah, you, as a, a do you crew, yeah. prefer two or three people for a booth? Oh, I've done it all. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I've done two men booths mm-hmm. that have smothered the broadcast more than what this three-man crew does. Mm-hmm. This three-man crew, the one of the things I marvel at is for it being a three-man crew, we are getting the natural sound of the game. The game breathes. We are not bleeding all over the game in wall-to-wall talk. Right. That has surprised me. Now, it's interesting because some people interpret that as Witten being a little slow to get in there and jump in with analysis. You don't feel that's the oh, case. Oh, no, it, you have to understand something. Every yeah. crew that I'm on, 
if I'm on a two-man crew and you're working with me for the first time, I will turn to you. I don't care if we're doing college basketball, boxing, NFL, college football. And I would say, hey, Jimmy, so it's the two of us broadcasting. You understand we're on a, we do a three-man booth here because the third broadcaster is always the natural sound of the event. Right, right. If you don't allow for the natural sound of the event to be the, the last broadcaster and have that equal space, then you can't work with me. Yeah. I live by that. Live by yeah. that. Well, some of the best calls of all time are when the announcers quietly be- out. And- Football is an anticipation sport, mm-hmm. right? The best third downs, the best fourth downs. If you actually listen to the way I broadcast a lot of times, there's times where I won't say anything for four seconds before a snap and through the drop back of a passer and then just present it, give you that moment of it's third, third nine or they need this or right. something, you know. Um, so the natural sound of the game has to be the other broadcaster. Yeah. Do you... Have you paid attention to any of the feedback from viewers? Do you care about feedback uh, from not viewers? Not the way everybody else does. Some, not I was, most. I was yeah. shocked at how people were diving right in on Witten right from the first preseason from, game. Oh, from the and that I heard about. Which I thought that was, I heard about. I mean, I had people, because I write about media a lot, obviously yeah. this is a media podcast. His first preseason game, I was getting tweets from people asking me first what I think of Witten, and I'm like, I, I can't judge him right. on a preseason, hey, preseason game. And by the way, preseason football? Football is not meant to be exhibition right. at all. Right, it right. is full grown man war. Right, right. You can't do it. so. Then to broadcast it like that, where it just becomes sort of, you know, conversational, and you, you know, and you got ninety guys on a roster, right. and like you said, it's out of your mind. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. The only I, thing I can tell you is, listen, we're well aware that we were probably better last night than we were the week before. We were probably twice as good as we were week one. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be five times as good. You know, a week from now, you know, it's just we're gonna grow. It's, right. it's about chemistry. And we're, this is gonna be a long term thing, and we're gonna we're we're gonna be I've, we're gonna be good. I've said this many times before. Tony Romo did a lot of damage being that good from second one of his first game because for some reason now fans think every broadcaster is going to be that way, um, and it's just not the case. I mean, most people have to grow into it. Um, well, it depends on what your style is too. I think Romo's style is very non conforming. Yeah, he's yeah. very likable. Yes, but he's but, uh, he he's, was... he's not out there pitching a perfect game and a no hitter. He's out there being so authentic and so passionate, yeah. enthusiastic, and likable, and you can't help but turn him on and like him. Right. But I, Tony would probably be the first to admit to you and you know say, hey man, I need to get better with this. I need to be more refined here. I need to be more polished here. But but he's so likable. The first half of the season last year, Romo was doing color in a way we had not heard before correct and then, authentically passionately right. just being so much comfortably being himself right and then and I, this is speculation with sort yeah. of a little bit of confirmation off the record but the suits got to him and told him to stop predicting the plays and i think for me i know i i like the broadcast a little less now that he stopped doing that but i guess there was a lot of blowback on him predicting the plays in every game so they sort yeah. of you know Dude, it is it is very hard to try to do the correct, perfect, proper broadcast. It's much easier to do the broad. It's much easier to broadcast like David Pollock broadcasts, mm-hmm. where he just doesn't even care, just right. irreverently, just out there, whatever. I'm breaking all the rules. I'm talking when I what. And David, David and I are good friends. He'll talk about this. It's like whatever, you know. And that's what makes him the way he is as a broadcaster. Right. It's much harder to try to do a broadcast the way a Todd Blackledge does a broadcast. Right by the book, Very, and perfect and yeah, precise, yeah. and the perfect measurement, and, and every statement you know, you know, you can be held accountable for, and you can you can slam dunk it, and you feel good about what you said, and 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 the natural sound of the game, and you're gonna come close to throwing a no hitter every game. When you have the perfect broadcast, you should retire because it's never gonna happen. <laughs> and last night I had one of my worst moments. Now, why ever. do you say that? Oh, what are your worst moments? Okay. Oh, I I, yeah. I last like I almost didn't sleep last night because I did something last night. I don't. I haven't done in twenty years Which is? of broadcasting. I misidentified a player. All right. See, uh, and I know the roster's cold. When right. I go into a broadcast, I don't even, like I tell you the whole everybody. Right, right. And I misided a player and went through the whole play, not even realizing I misided a player. And by the way, it was See, the punter in the first quarter of a right. game. But to me, and I that's... said, "Come back! You got to show the punter. I got to apologize. I got to you know." And it drives me crazy, crazy. See, I think uh, it's funny because I I'm trying to think who this happened with recently. I can't remember. I'll praise a, a, a guy, maybe, uh, I don't remember who it was, but I will often get people on Twitter, and again, I, you know, we're using people on Twitter, but I'm surprised how about how many people on Twitter critique a play-by-play person for either misidentifying a player yeah. 
or saying, you know, it's second down. When it's to me, those are mistakes that are going to happen. Like, that's just... Yeah, but I see, I find at my level of the business, Jimmy, and doing Monday Night Football, if you took, if you took Buck... And Aikman, you know, they've all misidentified. I know, but we would all we would all tell you you can't, you just can't do it. You can't. I know where it's going to happen. You can't, and you don't want. And we work all week. You know how much film I watch every game that a team has played to that point in the season. I've got the roster memorized. My spotter comes to me on on Monday midday. Boom, boom, boom. Number, number, number. Boom, firing off. I just is so unacceptable. It's just a classic example of shit happens. Like I understand. And and by the way, everybody told me that last night, and I'm like, I still, I can't sleep. In your defense, the Bucks have weird numbers too. I could see how you can maybe mistake. Yeah, but it wasn't even that. It was literally I said the puncher on the other team. I just I was having conversation here about that is a classic example of a shit happens mistake. It happens. It's that to me. I'm more annoyed if a guy is. But what's disgusting is my son is actually a college punter and college kicker. So it's like my BC right. Yeah, special yeah. teams are my love, and I miss it. Yeah. I have to admit, after yeah. Joe's blunder last night, I turned the game off. Yeah, yeah so I, right, I stopped right. watching. By the way, it ended up being a great game, so <laughs> forget the first quarter misidentifying yeah. a punter. But, uh, how, how into analyzing, looking at breaking down the Monday night schedule? It, yeah. I mean, listen, no matter who plays, you have to do a game. So it doesn't matter if it's the best right. teams, worst teams. But are you, do you know, you know, four weeks from now, oh, I have this great game coming up? Or, well, well I mean, listen, we, or... trust me, when Tampa Bay and when Fitz started <laughs> right. doing what they did week one, I, I turned to Jay Rothman, our person, I go, wow, this changes week three. Then when they did what they did, I go, holy cow, what a game. We, I mean, that, that was a scene last night. That yeah. was an event. Yeah. Pittsburgh desperate for the win. All the turmoil with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, all the stuff. Desperate, and then the two and zero fits magic. And, and by the way, he did it again last night. He went for four hundred eleven yards last night, and it was a thrilling game. So we really stepped into one last night. And now we got next week. We got undefeated Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes with the best start in NFL history with thirteen touchdown passes at Mile High. Classic rivalry. And now, as long as Drew Brees doesn't pass for 400-and-something yards, we're going to have Drew Brees a week from Monday breaking the all-time NFL passing record for right. yardage. Next week, um, you got a good one next that. week with the Chiefs. Because the Chi- oh, the, the Chiefs two are going to be. The two be. best teams. So, I know everyone's going crazy about the Bucks. The two best teams to watch are the Chiefs and Rams. Those the, are the two best teams to watch. By far. Yeah. And, the, and so the Rams, you have the most balanced roster, most loaded roster, although these cornerback Defensive injuries, injuries now, now yeah. You know, and then the Chiefs, you have arena football coming to the NFL. I mean, this is this is what we had with the greatest show on turf with St. Louis a, a generation ago. They are so much fun to watch. And Mahomes is outrageously yeah. talented. So we're thrilled with this week. If that and it looks like it's not going away. I mean, they're gonna be putting up these points every oh, yeah. single week. Yeah. Can you imagine? And you you say, Do you look out at the schedule? Do you realize third week of November, the Mexico City Monday night football game is Chiefs Rams? Oh, there you go. You want to talk about Over a Super Bowl 80. preview? How about a Super Bowl preview yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, Are abs- you kidding me? I think the Rams in are Mexico Super City Bowl. on a neutral site. Yeah. I mean, you know, that save your voice on that you one. You'll be calling some tequila. You'll be calling me, touchdowns. About, drink some yeah. tequila. You'll be calling touchdowns about every three minutes. Oh, in that it's game. gonna be. It's gonna be unbelievable. <laughs> that will have the, that will be the highest total of the year. I can't wait to see what the over under is. That's gonna be so much fun. Since I mentioned the total, let me put you on the spot quickly. I know CBS, their president, told me uh, before the season that uh, their broadcasters will not mention point spreads in any way, shape, or form. And I did a bad job there because I was curious if that decision came from McManus or from the NFL passed on down to the networks. Has anyone from ESPN, do you have any, do you have any directive on mentioning, oh, this, you know, this game could go over? Or, We've you know. had conversations as to what feels like it fits in, in mm-hmm. the body of like the Like last broadcast. night, the game went over on that last I touchdown. I didn't know that, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. Oh, you got to come um, on. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that. What was, Pittsburgh was grabbing a point? Well, no, no, the total was 55. I know what the total was. Oh, the, 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 total, the line know. was... You think I don't know the, what a total... Uh, well, you didn't mention it last yeah, night. You no, just, I'm, oh, I'm going to mention, what, am I doing a show for gamblers? Am yes, I doing it's well, legal now. Game, you you got to consider yeah, that. You know what the total is. I need to tell you what the total well, is. Well, you give a congratulations. I don't think it necessarily... I want to hear a congratulations to those who have the over. Here's the deal. In a in a pregame show and a radio the week leading up to it, you talk about point spreads. You preview a game. Once you get into the body of the game, I'm documenting a football game. You know what the total is. You bet it. Yeah. So give me like congrat- the congratulations the to those who have the over. Yeah. That's a, or as Al would say, that was overwhelming. Yeah. Al knew how to. Yeah, if you want to get cute, that's yeah. fine. I'm, you know. Um, I mean, we got, I'm previewing bad beats coming up on Sports Center with SVP. And all right. Stanford yeah, he covers C all that. Up. Oh, you better. Bet your buddy does. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the story, it's interesting. It's funny. It feels like every year there's a storyline that is not within the game, meaning yeah. 
the anthem was last year. And sure. Well, that's the that. NFL. Now we've got the the roughing the passer right, penalty. Right. Yeah. Right. Which, by the way, keep which it, we weren't supposed to have. We were supposed to have initiating contact with the helmet. Right. But now, but now it's all about putting your weight on the quarterback and. Speaking of gambling, bet all the overs because thanks to that penalty, every game's going over this year. That's right. Um, Grabbing 15 yards, moving the ball downfield. What do you, as a play-by-play guy, do you get annoyed that like, okay, we got to now harp on this and talk about this because it's such a big no. storyline. I just want to call the no, game. I want to serve the fans if that's right. what everybody wants to hear. Last night we built, we basically built in a segment in the game of right, having game some, discussion. Yeah. We come back on camera, we're discussing it. We show the Clay Matthews stuff. You know, I make well, the, the one point you had last like, night, which was was Rollinsberger got slapped on the head. That they're always going to call. Yeah, right. You that's not. That's, you, you didn't have a. Yes, we, we had did, a couple of those. You had a couple of those. Yeah, okay. we had a couple of those yeah. last night. Um, we had four, in fact, which tied. We had four in the first half last night. Right. Which um, which tied the record going back to two thousand one for most, and then we didn't have one to, to get to five. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, I we were talking about discussing it. You know, and we meet with coaches and players every week. So the the feedback that we get is, how am I supposed to coach this? How am I supposed to play? How am I supposed to do that? You know, and they're right. dealing with it in real time. So we describe that, and it is serving the fan because it is an issue in the league. It's something that's a concern. It's something that's a concern for players and coaches. It's something that the league. Listen, I went to the league offices a few times this summer. Uh, Witt and Boog were there with me. We sat there with Al Riveron, the head of officials. We watched tape. We went through all the different instances, what they're looking for, how it's to be officiated. So, you know, we're dialed in, and if it serves the fan, we're going to do it. You think there's any chance they change the rule midseason? I don't know. Well, mean, midseason is challenging, but I think uh, the competition committee uh, raising a concern and saying, hey, are we over officiating it? Should we be looking for this? What should, how should we be teaching our officials? What should they be looking for? So that it aligns with what our intention is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's fair. But the rule exists, right? Well, but when you have quarterbacks coming out, yeah, saying and they're the saying right, a little much, much, right? Then you can... and it's specifically the weight falling on the quarterback. And now you have a guy, William Hayes, who's out. That for was the, so bad. Out for the year. That was trying, so bad. I mean, now you have when that happens, you the NFL. I I I, I said. I've always said they'll never change the rule during the season, but I wonder if that maybe changes things maybe and they and they do something a little differently now that that injury. Yeah, happened. I think I think it'll be brought up and, and they'll address what appears to be a concern that we're getting a lot of these. Um, but based on based on the video that I watched all summer, this is not a shock to me. It, you know, if you're sitting in those offices on Park Avenue and you're going through the video, I do think you know some of them. You look at and you say, okay, now that, that's just a football play. Mm-hmm. It's just a, but like Cam Hayward last night, he yes. ended up getting a, a flag for yes. roughing the passer that they picked up, and it was funny. They did it was, pick it up. It Booger was, lost his mind if it, they weren't. Gonna it was pick one that of up. the best moments of the night because there's this giant hulking defensive mm-hmm. lineman. He's walking towards yeah. the referee, and the ref still had his mic on. He goes, "No, no, we dropped that flag. There's no yeah, way we, right, picked, yeah. it up. we yeah. picked it up." I thought because Booger was, was going to run out into yeah. the field uh, and pick up the flag. I get nervous. I get nervous for Booger every now and then because when they do the shot of him, the isolated shot, and then the the well, contraption that it, he's moving it looks on like he's going some... like 40 miles an hour and he's bouncing it's, right i feel like he's in like you an all-terrain vehicle a, i'm like he's gonna fall out of that thing you, know, you have a 285 pound man bouncing up and down and 10 feet above the field i was gonna try to go through this whole podcast without bringing without bringing up the gimmick of him in the crane because i didn't want to be mean but sorry that's yeah. what that's now what it's been brought you up should have checked with yeah, me was, before, I, don't, so I, don't I didn't bring it i mean can they just put him in the booth please and stop with the gimmick well it's not a gimmick it's when I he turns to me, cool. he's like, Tess, you should see what's happening like 10 feet underneath me. What is it? You know, we're just... But you could see... Here's the, th- here's the thing about it. If you want to put him in the crane or whatever it is, that's fine. But do we have to then go to him and see him 20 times in the crane? Can you just show the field? It's not for you. It's for the producer. Pass it along to the producer. Okay, I will. Thank you. We we don't need need to to, Jim, why don't we get Jimmy up We in don't the, need in to see him in the crane 20 times during we'll the game. We'll get Jimmy in the Bugmobile. You can experience no, it. I don't want to... Yes. Just show me the field. I don't need to see Booger on the crane every 50 times. You, but you, Booger's you such a handsome the, man. You do <laughs> see the field, though. It's an isolated shot in the top, the top just, third of the screen. I, I'm trying to be nice. I don't want to talk about that. Oh, okay, let's God. move on. It's what else you want to talk Enjoy about? It. I like the Bobby overall. Bacala, I, li- what do you I like the about? overall telecast. I just don't want to see Booger You're in a so crane. Nice. We Thank got you. it. He's in a crane. We we're, got we're it. We're just trying hard. I, that's I what I can tell you. We are trying what, hard. W- was Monday Night Football a dream job yes. for you? Yeah. Well, how quickly you want me to answer yeah. that? Yeah. Well, because you had a very good thing going with college. I great th- if listen, if I stayed in my career path of doing the Saturday prime and the college football playoff and you right. know, everything that I've done with college and the national championship with all the shows attached to it and, and the world championship boxing. Now that, you know, top rank has brought their HBO stuff over to us uh, and everything, you know, an sec, my life would be great. Right. 
this is really great too. Yeah, yeah. But has it? I mean, when you start in this business, right? And you forget start in this business. When I was a little kid growing right. up in Schenectady, New but York. But when you know you're doing football, and you, you know you right. start out, and it's that, is, is it always? It's is yes. it always Monday night football? Yes. Monday night football. Sunday night football didn't exist when I was a kid. Right. I, you know those. You know now, I'm sure, a generation where those two jobs are the. You know, but the yeah. standalone prime time NFL jobs, right? And it's, but Monday Night Football, especially because, and I've told this story a thousand times when people ask. You know, I grew up in an Italian speaking neighborhood, Italian speaking family. My grandfather, who I was with every single day, Joe Miranda, couldn't speak English, but I could impersonate Howard Cosell, and that would make him laugh. So that's what I right. did. He yeah. watched Monday Night Football. He watched boxing. He watched horse racing. I've grown up to have all three of those jobs on ABC and ESPN. Right. And that's very special to me because of my heritage and lineage and my ability to communicate with my grandfather by way of sports television. Right, right. So Howard Cosell was the yeah. bomb. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. And biggest difference for you calling NFL in college? Is it just that NFL is so much bigger or it, within the game? The is NFL is a thousand times easier to prep. Okay. That's it's not even close. Okay. Not even close. Right. You got only a handful of players that hit the field. You know all the storylines, the amount of coverage, the amount of research, the amount of of awareness nationally compared to a hundred players on a, on a team with a board that's got a seven-string defensive back who may go into the game with freshmen and walk-ons and changing and pace of play and I mean you're out of your mind and trying to know every storyline of 128 teams and conferences and it's not even close. It's funny because let me plug it. Two weeks ago I had Gus Johnson on the podcast yeah. and he said the same thing about colleges. Not you know. You, th you would think NFL being NFL would be maybe more difficult just because of maybe more nerves or you're on a bigger stage. But he said the same exact thing. More nerves, bigger stage. There's only how many uh, – the games I was doing in college were – Well, the playoff. And, I mean, yeah. most NFL games are regional games. Right? He – Gus said – I said if you, I said to Gus, if you could change one thing about college football, what would you change? And he said the double numbers. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. As a fan, you don't, think, you don't think about you know, the play-by-play -play guy. If I got... showed you a board for doing a me, an Alabama game, right. I was doing like six a year of those. Yeah. You know, I'm doing Alabama versus whoever. You should see what the board looks like how many yeah. play, and how many players you have to know. And, and then, oh, by the way, one quarter of them leave that year, and then the next year, you've been doing the Steelers for a decade and a half. You know who Ben Roethlisberger is, and you're prepped right. to do Ben Roethlisberger. Right, 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 right. Right, you know who Antonio Brown is, you know. I mean, so yes, the NFL is. But the scrutiny, well, although I will say this, Pound for pound, when you do major college football, I mean those fans are now. You're we talking about, <laughs> Cer yeah, you, uh, certain, yeah, holy cow, yeah, yeah, certain uh, fan bases. Oh, certain fan bases are not you know stable. But the national scrutiny of the NFL, right? The NFL is the only thing that this country has as one clean unifying force that everybody knows, follows. You know, a you lot of people tell you that's not the case anymore too, which is, you know, Please look nonsense. at the numbers. Stop. Right. We make this, we want to know why we say it's not the case because right. it is the case right. because it's the biggest brand there is in America. Right. It is interesting. I, I'm curious to see how it plays out this year with the penalty and the points being through the roof. I think that's going to help the ratings. I, I really do. I would think do. so. Yeah. yeah. There's, oh, NFL is just, you know, spin the wheel and pick the thing that people are going to be annoyed by every <laughs> year because it's like, you know. Well, the Anthem stuff seems to have died down, which is good. You know what? You know, I don't know what more to say about that. Well, it, there's it's nothing a, to say about it until the yeah, president decides like, to chime in, and then it becomes yeah, just, a thing again. Right. And he will do that before the midterms, that's for sure. All right, Joe, hang tight one sec. I got to tell my beautiful SI Media Podcast listeners about today's sponsor. Today's episode of the SI Media Podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step -step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. There's something for everyone with HelloFresh's selection. There are three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. Each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated, trusted sources. Make family dinners fuss-free with HelloFresh's picky eater, kid-tested, and approved family recipes. Each week, there's a 20-minute meal on the classic menu for when you really don't have time for rediscovering the excitement of cooking. You should also look forward to your HelloFresh delivery knowing dinner just got that much easier. Feel confident when cooking HelloFresh with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step -step instruction cards. Anybody can do it. You'll enjoy not having to plan dinner, spend money on takeout, or worry about gathering ingredients week after week because HelloFresh believes cooking should be simple and convenient, not a chore. 
All the ingredients come pre-measured in handy-labeled meal kits, so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. You don't have to spend all night in the kitchen because the recipes only take about 30 minutes. It's delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging, and there are lots of one-pot recipes for seriously speedy cooking, and of course, the best part, minimal cleanup. Cooking becomes something you actually want to do when you get home from work, and there are many benefits of subscribing. So you can keep enjoying HelloFresh week after week. Get delicious, filling meals delivered right to your door every week for less than $10 per serving and free shipping. That's a good price right there. Your account is so easy to manage with the ability to choose your delivery date to match your ever-changing schedule and pause deliveries when you're on vacation. Now the good part. Right now, our listeners get $20 off your first three boxes. That's right, a total of $60 off for SI Media Podcast listeners. All you have to do is visit hellofresh.com slash media60 and enter the promo code media60. That's because you're going to get $60 off. It's that simple. Go to hellofresh.com slash media60 and enter the promo code media60 for $60 off your first three boxes of HelloFresh. Witten and Booger. Yeah. Do you... You ever meet it's them? It's a new booth. I have not met them. Oh, they're lovely guys. It's they're a new... wonderful guys. New booth. Yeah. Do you go out of your way to spend time together away from the broadcast? Oh, Is we're it, you inseparable. Know, you are. Oh, my God. Even during the week when you're... Ne- oh, we're, we text... We probably just, you know, if you open up my phone, there's probably like a text thread that's already like a mile deeper. But is that deeper. a conscious thing where, you know, let me, let me bond brothers, with man. these that's guys? How, that's the only... It's what... During the audition process, that's... That's a big part of why this team was put together, because mm-hmm. you know uh, we we wanted to be surrounded with people that are brothers and family and want to be inseparable and want to work together 365 days a year and always grow. I mean, we've been down to. I mean, we were just all over at Booger's house this weekend, hanging out with his wife, his beautiful wife and kids, and you know, sitting there for an endless meal and relaxing and you know. Everything work yeah. out together, hang out together, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Well, you're gonna get sick lunch. of each other if you do it that. If, yeah, you're, that, no, if you're that close, yeah. But that that was part of the process <laughs> of are these my guys? Are these? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So they're great, great, great people. Yeah, great people. I, I'm always curious because, um, like, I mean, you can get sick of people you work with that close. Sure, so like you and Lou. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need a break every now and then. That's why I tell them recorded SI. Yeah, I recorded record SI, SI half the time and keep to keep the. No, I understand us. what you're saying, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this was um, f- first of all, Booger's been a friend for many years. Yeah, um, it's funny, <laughs> Booger's. You know, um, I was involved in Booger's first audition when we brought him on for SEC Network and ESPN, and and then we worked together on SEC football and college football, and then um, and then the second go round with Booger now, which has been wonderful. Yeah, so he's been like family to me. You know, Booger's been out. Booger's been at my house in Connecticut a hundred times. Didn't knows the family well. You know, I know his family, the whole thing. And Witten, you know, as soon as we got to know each other, um, late winter, early spring, right away, you know, right away, I felt that connection yeah. with him. Besides Cosell, who are your favorite announcers? When you I were love, a kid? I'm a Brent guy. Yeah. I love Brent. Of Keith so you Jackson. you were there you were there the first Monday night game it was uh, Rams Raiders in yeah Oakland. yeah yeah my guy came over to say and hello Brent now doing yeah. the games on the radio he came over looking like part Johnny Cash part Al Davis he was in like a black satin <laughs> leather jacket a black shirt a belt he had black buckle. sunglasses he had black too, right? sunglasses yeah. I was like what is this what are you it was like Brent's living it up honestly, in the desert oh he's like Mr yeah. Vegas oh, so yeah. like if ever there is a job for the late autumn of his career it's this one right here. You know, it's one of those weird things oh. where, like, you know, you're always shocked when someone leaves ESPN. And for Brent to leave ESPN, and, and you know, there's always, who knows, if he left, he was pushed out, whatever, you, you always hear rumbling. But whether he, but to leave ESPN and go to Vegas and start your own He's gambling a, network. And what then, a dude. And then, and then out of nowhere, at, you know, 75, oh. 76 years old, he gets this play-by-play gig with the Raiders. So, I mean, he's an all-timer, isn't he? He's an absolute all-timer. Great story. Um you know, but it's funny. I've be, actually, obviously, we do the same job, mm-hmm. uh, but there were times in our career we worked together, which was a thrill. So when we had the Triple Crown on ABC back right. in the day, and I was the host with Jerry Bailey and Randy Moss, the current Mike Tarico, or what was the Tom Hammond role at NBC. So I had that for six, seven years. Mm-hmm. So we did, you know, all the Derby stuff and then the Belmont, the Breeders' Cup, and all that. And Brent had this sort of venerable host. Bring us on the air, bring us in and out of commercial break, which meant for like six days I'd be at the racetrack with Brent. I'm Derby sure you have week, stories. Derby week, this week, Belmont week, Breeders' Cup week, 
those reading the racing form with him, having break. I remember the Garden City Hotel having coffee and breakfast, sitting there at the form with Brent the night before the Derby, going out with our wives. Oh man! And he, you want to see him in his element now? So I, keep yes. going. I don't want you to stop yes, the story. Yes, I'm a Brent <laughs> fan. Yeah, I like Brent. I like I, I, I like a lot of guys, but I I guess I I like Brent because there's a there's a little bit of Brent that that I can easily relate to. Yeah, sort of. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I need I like a Brent, Keith Jackson. I need a Brent story from the track, though. If you were there for six days with him, I need something. <laughs> no, nah, I, I can't remember. I specific. I'm sure there were some bad beats or some really funny moments and some laddies. But it's just the way he carries. Uh, this guy's got swag like nobody's oh, yeah. got swag. Hey, so the way he carries himself and the way he talks Brent, is so funny to me. Brent had me on his uh, Vissin yeah. serious radio show last night. He puts me on on Monday nights to talk about prop bets for the Monday night right, game. Right, right. And I said, to, so he has me on with two of his little wise guys, odds yeah, makers, yeah. sharks there, you know. So I said to, you know, so they, they're they asking me some questions. I said, I got to ask you guys a question. I go, tell me the books. Did did anybody have the bills straight up on oh, Sunday? Oh, against the Vikings? What was the money line on that? It was like plus 3,000 or plus it's got I don't be, even know what. Right. And, um, like Floyd Mayweather opponent. Yeah. Money line. And uh, one of the guys goes, oh, yeah, someone had the bills straight up. To my and it was Brent. Did he really? Brent had the bills he to win. On that? Yes. Wow. What more do you need to know about when he, Brent? When wow. he joined your podcast, yeah. Before, this is before he took the Raiders job. Yeah. Didn't yeah. you say he should call the Las Vegas Bowl? The, yeah. Well, I yeah, said. That's a great call. I said ESPN. Hey, the Las Vegas Bowl is going to be big time now. The conference affiliations right. jumping up. I said, new, will new that be able to happen here. though? Now with his. I, well, yeah. I think yeah. We have to get Joe the on the bandwagon ESPN, here to get Brent to call that. ESPN. I said at the time before he had the Raiders gig, ESPN should have brought him out of retirement for one game, and it should be the Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he's there. The Las Vegas Bowl is going to be a great bowl in the coming years. Yeah. Great when the stadium gets open. Like, I think it's going to be Big Twelve, Pac twelve. Right. right. Is that what's going to be? Yeah. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of points. Um, you, everything's through the prism of over unders with you. For totals. Yeah, that you got <laughs> Listen, this yeah. is you know this is this is a, this is a business. Um, so you mentioned Keith Jackson as well. I yeah, cut I you love off Keith there. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, who yeah. doesn't love Keith Jackson? Yeah, absolutely. Great. A lot of guys. I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys. Yeah, I'm not. You know, um, I like passion based broadcasters. I like you know big moments guys who get so into it that you know I. You know, there's a lot of guys I like. Do you ever? F- it's funny because I had Gus and now you and I. And I admire guys who have talents and and traits and characteristics that I don't have as well. Right. Is being too loud or too over the top ever a concern for you? Well, I just like uh, as long as I'm being authentic, I really don't give a right. You can as say as long it. as I'm me. What do I give a right? You well, know? some people say I know that that's a criticism with some announcers that yeah. some announcers are too loud, too over the top. You know, I me, I don't care. I mean, if if. Uh, it's all about, to me, it's it. all about being authentic. Mm-hmm. Like I always explain television this way in terms of using that, uh, of using that as, as um, you know, the threshold mm-hmm. of you know being or the spectrum of okay, you're, you're forcing, you're contrived, you're being crazy, and you're being authentic. Is cooking shows for years and years where local access TV, boring as bland as horribly produced things, and why would you watch? You mm-hmm. just go right past them. And then somewhere in the '90s. You know, a uh, Portuguese immigrant guy from New Bedford who went down to New Orleans was doing bam and throwing spices. But this is how he talked, and that's how passionate he was about throwing spice on top right. of shrimp. Right. He was authentic. And all of a sudden, we're watching TV shows, and all of a sudden, we got celebrity chefs, right? right. Because Emerald Lagasse was authentic. And For me, it was Justin, Justin Wilson. With yeah. the red suspenders, the, the Creole guy. Ooh, oh, he was that guy oh, with the yeah, white yeah. mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The glasses. I vaguely like, remember. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he was the blue denim shirt with the red, the red suspenders. Yeah. You, you put him if on you're TV Italian, though, let's, right. there's only one cooking show right now. I'm going I'm to go totally off. Currently? Yeah. What's currently that you like? Lydia. Oh, well, she's phenomenal. Lydia's son, Joe. You know Joe? I know who he is. I've Joe never Bastianich? met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know where he went to college? Where? Boston. With me, Boston they, College. There you go. Oh, did Lydia PC ever cook? Guy. Did Lydia ever cook for you? No, Lydia. No, but I love I love their restaurant the up on the Upper East yeah, Side. Yeah, yeah. Felidia, no, yeah. Felidia, I love now. Felidia, wa- the the, yeah. the braised prawns of Felidia with the pesto is tremendous. Yeah. My grandmother used to come over to my parents' house yeah. every Sunday, and we'd all watch. Like it was a. <laughs> that was what my grandmother had to watch. Lydia's right. Lydia. Italy on no, she's, she's wonderful. She's yeah. a great cook. So I watched Lydia. I think of my grandmother. Yeah. It's still like Nabilitan. Yeah, Nabilitan. You're, Nabilitan. Yeah. You're Nabilitan. But I can tell by she... your facial confirmation. Show my hair. Well, you got a little something in you. You got drop a calabrese. Mezza calabrese, mezza Nabilitan. That's me. When was the last time you went to Italy? Well, because of my work, I don't get back the way my mother does. You know, my aunts and uncles live there. My cousins live there. You know, my mother came over in '54. 
But uh, I, the last time I was there was six years ago, and that's just because of my career. I travel every single week. Right, of course. I, it's nonstop. And then my kids, you know, we dedicate ourselves to whatever is going on with our kids. So this year for a, a big trip, my daughter, uh, my daughter's heavily involved in sports, and she she had a huge international tournament in Asia. So we went to Asia for three weeks this year, wow. which was outrageous. Yeah. Um, which, strangely enough, uh, you know, the um, Asian culture is they have a great love of Italian culture, mm-hmm. especially in Hong Kong and actually in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And I went into some of the best Italian food I had, some of the best Italian restaurants I went into were in Asia. Wow. And I would walk into these places, and I, my wife will tell you it was unbelievable. And a maitre d', a host, somebody would walk up to me and speak Italian, you know, just on sight. Mm-hmm. And there are many, um, there are many Romans and, and Napolitans, you know, people from Naples over there who are in the food and hospitality industry and some of the best restaurants. I had a wonderful time over there experiencing my right. native in through That's their eyes. Yeah. It was wonderful. Restaurant Tosca in, in um, Hong Kong and a, and a couple others, uh, Otto Meza in Hong Kong and uh, Marini's in Malaysia and mm-hmm. wonderful people. And it was, it was tremendous. So six years ago was your last trip yeah, to Italy. Yeah, it was order to visit my aunt and uncle, yeah. And it fell in Italy. Is it, do you know? Like, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm curious I mean, if yeah, it's I mean, they get, a big... I, I usually, when I would go over a more consistent, I'd yeah. be there in March, and we'd be watching March Madness. Yeah. And I have relatives the international. there, but we don't get into the sports. You know, I have yeah. relatives in Sicily. Oh, really? Yeah, they haven't oh. asked. They were here a couple, they were here about a year ago. Yeah. They did not ask any, I, I should have asked them what, how American sports are there if they pay attention to it. The, the only thing they wanted to talk about when they were here was was um, Trump, but I won't get yeah. into that. Yeah, they're fascinated by politics over yes. there. Well, I'm not. Well, I loathe politics. When you have a deranged president, it yeah. causes havoc all over the yeah. country. Um, the I'm curious, what sport have you not called that you would like to call? Oh, that, well, what, what sport I have not called is a long list. What, what sport that I haven't that you called would that I like to, to call? Yeah. Um, I mean, my greatest passion is football and boxing and mm-hmm. horse racing, mm-hmm. and I've been blessed enough to uh, to do all three of those at the highest level. Um, NBA, MLB, do you have any no, any desire? Uh, MLB, <laughs> when I tell you, not one speck or ounce of desire mm-hmm. ever. I grew up a baseball fan, going to Yankee Stadium, and then Shea in the '80s, and you know all that, and zero interest whatsoever. Too boring. There is not a major sport in America that aligns less with me than Major League Baseball. Too much downtime, too slow. Bro, you've spent, I mean, if you know me, for it is not me at all. At all. Right. Um, would, would you, will you watch? I wish I had the skill to call hockey. I okay. wish I, I don't. I love now, when I you say you don't, what do you mean? It's too, it's too fast? It's yeah, for, too first hectic. of all, I, I grew up going to RPI hockey games, Mike mm-hmm. Odessa and Darren Poopa, and then when they won the national championship in 85. Uh, absolutely lifelong Boston College hockey fan, go to BC games my whole time I was there and still dabbling and going back to games. Uh, you know, Jerry York, he's the Nick Saban of college hockey. Yale season ticket holder. I love hockey. And then my daughter's a diehard Rangers fan. And I find as the in-arena experience, hockey blows me away. I mm-hmm. love it. I'm not I'm not woven into the fabric of the sport. I'm right. a fan. I appreciate it. Not the way football and boxing and horse racing to me. Those are the three sports I've like, I'm embedded in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, football is my whole life since I was a little kid. A football family. I had a horrible football injury. I, you know, my son's a college football player. Boxing. You know, I used to train in a gym. And I'm diehard, lifelong fan. I've called probably. You know, as many fights as anybody, you know, I, I should, uh, who knows how many Jim Lampley's called, but I'm sure Jim Lampley and I are over 10,000 fights called in our careers. Um, and horse racing, you know, I grew up at the Saratoga racetrack and, and going to OTB with all my inveterate aunts and uncles every day of my life. So those are my three. And you were you know, getting on me about being focused on over-unders and please you spent stop. your life at the OTB. Yeah. What was the double today? What did it bring back? <laughs> How'd the try pay? So... NHL, you would love to be able to. You feel like you don't have the skill set. MLB, no, or the bean pot, the bean pot. Yeah, that would be what you'd want to call. Yeah, bean pot. I'd okay. want to call it. If you give me a BCBU bean pot finals, if I, yeah, yeah that would be what I'd want to call. Now ESPN, they but have I'm the... not good enough to. I'm telling you for a fact, I could not call hockey. Okay, ESPN yeah. has the NBA. No interest in dabbling in that every now and then. I mean, the NBA seems, uh, you know, uh, see, I think the NBA becomes a long form 
soap opera storyline sport. So I wouldn't just like drop into it. Like I think you have to know it from start to finish the whole season and all the storylines. There's a lot of story, a lot of storylines, a lot of drama. But I'm very content. I'm very contented with what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, it does seem uh, maybe I'm. It does seem most play-by-play men, especially the lead ones, you know, Buck, Nance. I yeah. mean, no one calls one sport. Everyone seems to call multiple sports. Right. I mean, I don't right. know if that's an economic decision. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to stretch myself too. Right. Crazy. Like I have never called a sport that I don't feel comfortable in saying that I know it. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. was uh? You said you had a. Terrible... I've said no to. I've said no to calling certain things, such as. Uh, years and years ago, there was an opportunity to not do the play-by-play to be involved. I think it was some, you know, sideline reporting when we had the NHL. Okay. And I said no. I said, you know, yeah. I'm not dropping in on that. I've been with you. I mean, listen, I respect that from the standpoint of, you know, if you don't know That it, drives me crazy, do by it. the way, yeah, when that's... somebody doesn't have the vernacular and yeah, lexicon yeah. and understand the storylines from yeah. start to finish. This, this is totally off the beaten path. Oh, this but, will be good. But... You know, this, you're gonna. This one's really wet. But yeah. when you say that, it's. I'm, I can't wait to see how Fox handles getting the WWE and WWE SmackDown because supposedly Fox. Okay, now is you gonna, hit on something, bro. Fox is gonna hold have, on. Are you considering that a sport? I do because that would be on top of my list. I do. I love pro wrestling. But no, hold on a second. Wait, now. let me just say one no, thing. Hold so, on. <laughs> if you if the, if that's qualifying, it's qualifying. Then yes, WrestleMania. You want to call WrestleMania? If I could ever call WrestleMania. All right. Who okay. would be? Who would you want as your broadcast? Sean partner? Farnham. The okay. college basketball broadcast program. I, I meant in the rest, like, would you want to call it with Jerry Lawler? Would you want to call it with... Uh, well, I mean, you know, God rest his soul, but Rowdy Roddy Piper. Would okay, be, but, that's the but, dream. But, uh, you know, I would go for... I, I could I could pull something out. For, hey, listen, if we're going to put this thing on, on premium cable, yeah. then give me the Iron Sheik. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That would be interesting. You know, I love... I think Vince McMahon and I think their operation, um, pound for pound, does as great a job... Oh. From production to marketing to understanding what the fan and the viewer wants of delivering to the fan. Yeah. By the way, and that's one of the things, uh, our new leadership at our place, mm-hmm. I think, is very good with that, too. I think Jimmy Pataro is excellent at understanding what the fan wants. Right. He has calmed, he has calmed the ship down a lot over there in recent yeah, months. Yeah, I won't speak to that, but yeah. I'll just tell you, I, I think that... Whenever, as a leader of an organization that's delivering a creative product, mm-hmm. I don't care whether you're running a restaurant, which my wife and my wife's family still does to this day, you know, whatever you do, you have to understand what the consumer really wants and desires, I, and they're telling you. I preach just that, deliver that every day at SI.com. Just deliver that. Yep. I say, think of who's reading this. Think yeah. of the readers. Think of the readers. Who's reading this? The McMahon family? Stephanie and Triple H and oh man, I believe it was Stephanie's birthday last week. Yeah. That's what I want. But they have a women's... can I do that? Can you make that happen? What to call in a wrestling? How event? about the I Monday Night can. Football crew goes and gets to call one match? If you worked at Fox, Hell you'd, you'd have a better chance because they're getting SmackDown now. Oh, and my man, point was so good. My... I would, cr- dude. Let me tell you. And something. Here's what's funny though. You want to talk about uh, uh, something that aligns with my style of broadcasting? Oh, I would love doing that. All right, but see, here's the thing about it. This is why I brought it up. So supposedly when SmackDown goes to Fox, yeah. Fox is going to make this big thing and have like a pregame show, a postgame show. Now, are we going to see Joe Buck doing a SmackDown pregame show? Because you know that's what Fox probably wants to do. Now, for the viewers and the wrestling fans, are going to say, this is ridiculous. But you're saying you could handle a, a SmackDown pregame show, no problem. Oh, I'd, I'd love it. There you go. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. Right. My, my <laughs> well, ESPN has some sort of business arrangement with WWE. I'm sure you can get in there and call a match somewhere. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm not telling you I'm out Tell seeking your it, but if you're Tell saying your this is a dream scenario, what's the one sporting right. event that you haven't covered? That, that WrestleMania, oh, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. All right. Oh, tell the ESPN. So I know good. ESPN PR listens to this. Yes. Let someone in charge know because I know you have some sort of deal with WWE, even though you deny it. You do that. We have a deal that, with that Joe. Oh yeah, you guys get all the scoops and. The great Arash Markazi covers everything, and WWE gives you guys all the all the news before well, it breaks. He knows yeah, so yeah. much more about where I work than I do. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's you know. Um, let Joe well, call a WWE match. He's we we got to set that up. We got to set that up. That digs. would be fun. That would be fun. But yeah, maybe they, even just go in as a guest ring announcer. I'm sure they you would. think they would absolutely. Well, in, they would let you. Let do me that. set this up. See, I want to put this on 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 Stephanie's you know horizon here. If sure she's listening. If Booger, Witten, and I went in as the guest ring announcers, because then you got Wit, who's six six two sixty, ripped out of his mind. You got Booger, you know, who's yeah. a human, you know, big. I yeah. mean, this guy is like. Well, they'd probably a mix it up too with the rest square. of the square. He's just the thickest. 
Oh, I think that yeah, would be... Yeah, they let Booger's body oh, slam you let, someone for Yeah, sure. let Booger military press somebody with and throw somebody off the top ropes. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I'd still have the mic in and I'd be calling it as we're ring announcing. Oh, or what if so they, good. What if they surprised the crowd and came out as like, you know, the new Legion of Doom, he comes out as Paul Ellering. He's so you know? good. Oh, now I could do myself a Heyman now. Yeah, you know, you, you give oh, me yeah. a Jimmy Mouth of the South or a yeah. classy Freddie Blassie. You know, I, there's no reason why the WWE wouldn't be down for this. I think it could happen oh, easily. It's so good. It could be. Hey, who now knew? you got me stoked. Hey, listen, there's, there's, there's been the crossovers before. LT, Carl Malone, That's Dennis right. Rodman. That's right. I want Monday Night there. Football. I want Monday Night Football as guest ring announcers. Well, that's the only problem is you've got you're in competing uh, time slots. There yeah, but we do it on the paper. There is an off season. No, not everything's going to be over at the other guy, right? No, just the SmackDown just on the, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the other Monday guy, Night Raw. You're a good company, man. The other you guy got Monday gets Night a pop. Raw. You got the Sunday Night pay per views. Yeah. It, oh, the the two best apps in the world are the ESPN app and the WWE app. Um, pound for pound, what oh, you're the WWE. Four dollars and ninety nine cents and nine dollars and ninety nine cents for all that content. Come the on. The WWE. Well, here's the, well, this is get back. This gets back. You get all the pay per views. Yeah. For, this gets back to what you said. You get every pay-per-view on your Vince side. McMahon, the genius of Vince McMahon to create the WWE Network. When he first did it, he was destroyed by people. Yes, he was. They didn't see it. They were giving up $50 Correct. per person for each pay-per-view. Correct. And now you get it for free for the $10 a month. And it turned out he was so, so ahead of... He, you know, ESPN has ESPN Plus now. What SI we, has we, an we app. Bleach Report. WWE for half an hour here. And who cares? And WWE so was so ahead of the time with that app. It so fine. good. Um... I like how you got in the plug for the ESPN app. That was good, though. That'll keep the boss happy. You want to talk about a value? No, for, hold on a second. You know how much money I've spent on boxing pay-per-views in the last 30 years of my life? Oh, I can. I would hope you. They, ESPN covers that for you. I know, you got to talk to my wife with the cable bill. But um, $4.99, and you're getting basically what was on HBO for the last 35 years, right. either on E1 now, free on Saturday nights, or you're getting for $4.99 a month. with every, Not just for the boxing, with everything else, college football, the tennis, the, everything. You're pushing it a little bit. It's not. Well, hold on a second. It's some college football that's not like must watch college football. It's not putting okay. Alabama, Georgia. Seventy five dollars on a Saturday night to watch pay per view boxing. Four dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. Well, you, they're gonna have a ton of UFC. UFC is gonna be big on their app. Bud Crawford you... just fought. A, Vasily Lomachenko is fighting on ESPN Plus coming right. up. I mean, the pound for pound best fighters in the world that would be fighting on HBO pay per view just a year right. ago, two years ago. All right. Four dollars. I love that. The bosses. Four dollars and ninety nine cents. All right. We got the plug in for ESPN Plus. Um. That wasn't a plug. I'm being honest. No, I no, I believe you. I believe you. I'm a consumer. The best app. Oh, that's a little. That's a little bit. That's a little bit much. But I, I lay in bed. I'm watching Mike Tyson fights from 1986. It's not Netflix. Oh, Netflix is good now. <laughs> what, now are you spending 8.99 for Mike Francesa's app? I got to ask. No, I'm this. not doing that. No, but I, I like <laughs> I him. It. I ran into him at our agent's office over here. I like him. Oh, He's CAA. A nice guy. You're a CAA guy yeah. with Mike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, CAA got a hold of Mike, and then he started tweeting, and he's yeah, got see apps. See what happens. And, yeah, yeah. It. It's, What's your Netflix show? Uh, well, I mean, I just you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, coming in this morning on the train, I saw that they're coming out with Making a Murderer too. Oh, really? Which I don't know. I never got I into the first one. Oh, the first know, one consumed my I life. I know, but I'm like obsessed with please. And I don't know I'm if Homeland, The Crown. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm I don't so know if Bloodlines. The making um, the Murderer Two is a continuation of the first one, or if it's a different yeah. case. I hope it's a continuation. Are you a billions guy? No. I'm not you're out of your mind. Why I know. I, I get this all the time about this show, that show. No, you're out of your mind. Um, it's, 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 not even, it's not even worth it, please. You can't make a cogent argument. Yeah. We did not. The yeah. Supra, can we go, we'll go back to The Sopranos if you want. If I put on Netflix. I'm done with The Sopranos. Right, it's, if, if I put on the, how many years has it been since The Sopranos? Huh? I think it's been yeah. about 10, 11. Okay. Yeah. If I put on Netflix, I end up watching The Office. No matter what's on there, I end up in The Office. Good. With all these new shows, Todd I go Black to The Office. Todd Blackwood, huge Office fan. All right, hold up, Joe, one second. Let me just give the SI Media Podcast listeners one more note here because today's episode is also sponsored by RX Bar. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar. What does that mean? Easy. Their bars are made with real whole ingredients. They want to be transparent and upfront with their customers, which is why they label the core ingredients, egg whites, dates, and nuts, on the front of the package and the flavor components on the back, real and sweet and chocolate, coconut, mm, yum, apples, etc. Beyond being a go-to snack that checks off a number of nutritional boxes, RX bars actually taste delicious. They found creating a bar made from real whole food ingredients actually tastes better than anything else out there. They don't need fillers, the additives, the chemicals, or the added sugar. You'd likely recognize RX bar at the shelf. They're the ones who have egg whites for protein, dates to bind, 
nuts for texture and other delicious ingredients like unsweetened chocolate, real fruit, and spices like sea salt or cinnamon. RX bars are gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free. Whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit flavors, there's definitely an RX bar for you. No artificial colors, no artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. RX bars are great for a number of occasions, whether it's breakfast on the go, snack at the office to get you through that 3 p.m. slump we all go through, throw it in your bag if you're going on a flight, or toss it in your backpack if you're going on a bike ride or a hike. And it also works as a pre- or post-workout snack. Egg white protein stands out as the source of protein that is easy for your body to absorb. And RX bars come in 14 delicious flavor varieties. Here we go. Let's see. Mango pineapple, chocolate hazelnut, peanut butter and berries, chocolate sea salt, coconut chocolate, mixed berry, blueberry, maple sea salt, apple cinnamon, mint chocolate chip, my favorite, peanut butter, peanut butter chocolate, and coffee chocolate. And they have seasonal flavors as well. And now RX Bars debuted a RX Nut Butter, which contains a few simple and similar ingredients like egg whites, fruits, and nuts. Each single-serve packet contains delicious creamy nut butter with 9 grams of high-quality protein. It's squeezable and spreadable and pairs great with fruit, rice cakes, pretzels, or just straight out of the pouch. The nut butter flavors include honey cinnamon peanut butter, peanut butter, and vanilla almond butter. These are delicious. Now, more importantly, for the SI Media Podcast listeners out there, 25% off your first order. Just visit rxbar.com slash SI Media and enter the promo code SI Media at checkout. Once again, 25% off for the SI Media Podcast listeners. You just go to rxbar.com slash SI Media. Your promo code is SI Media at checkout, 25% off RxBar. Um, is, is there any sort of... Um, Let's see. I don't want to question. You can ask me anything. You can offend me. No, Kenny. I'm not going to offend you. Can offend me. Do you do you give input to producers on the telecast? Like you say, uh, maybe we should. Or, or do you? Th- do I give input on this? Uh, well, I'm the most outspoken. Like okay, no, I because am, some people think okay, my job is play by play. No, do this. Okay. I've, I probably I've already texted our producer a hundred times already. On the you told him no, don't, don't show booger anymore on the yeah. Okay, we'll stop okay. with it. No, yes, we're nonstop every day. Our yeah. m- the producer of Monday Night Football, Jay Rothman who has produced more football than I could ever dream of, you know, working in my lifetime. He gets up at like 5.30 in the morning. We're already texting. We call all day. We're up late at night. We're together on the road. We're nonstop conversations about what we're doing, this, that. Do you like this? Do you not like this? Do you, right. you know, yes. We, we all share our opinions, and we're all not bashful about doing so. All right. No booger on the crane. Um, That's your opinion. I love booger on the crane. Don't show it. That's all. Let me. I get, let, let's do. A well, couple. you have to give people the visual context so they understand <sighs> his point of view. Okay. Let me give you a, fo- a couple of football questions. Yes. Before, to wrap up, is this the end for the Patriots? It feels different. It does. It does not feel like what we've seen in the past when they've had um, some of the speed bumps. Uh, there is a lack of talent in certain pockets on the team that you can't ignore. Um, they are long in the tooth enough where it's fair to question. Um, and what I saw the other night with what Coach Pasqualoni, who I don't think got enough credit for what happened the other night in the defensive game plan did, um, was alarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and- I do think the AFC overall comes into the season as a weaker conference that you can be middle upper pack and still get things accomplished. And the Josh Gordon, and the best team in the AFC has a huge flaw, and that's Kansas City defensively, right? Right. The Josh Gordon and Jacksonville offensive scenario will be fascinating yes, in that. If he plays in every game, that's what Brady needs more than anything right now. No doubt. He's got no that weapons. There's no and weapon. The triple team and Gronk you, on yeah, every you down. bracket and, Gronk, and, yeah. you know. But who knows? If, you know. To, um, I was going to ask: Do the Chiefs have enough defense to get them to a Super Bowl? Well, they have enough offense, right? <clears throat> and sometimes having enough defense. offense is <laughs> is your best defense. <laughs> they appear to be a team that. Um, is so good in one facet of the game that it may not matter. Right. That's yeah. Which would be interesting to see. That's for sure. Who will have? I can't wait for that game Monday night, for him to have that big national stage. Right. Night, and now we get the full examination of what they right. are on week four. That's good, in a place that's I don't care what test. Denver's been doing right, really hard to play it's and against test. Von, Von Miller, Miller. I mean that's that's the first good real. Absolutely. Nice, you know. It's a good test. Yeah. Um, who when all is said and done, who will have the better pro career? Rosen, Allen, Darnold, Mayfield. So the rookies. Yeah. Okay. 
when all is said and done, who will have the better pro career? I think Mayfield uh, is a sensational force of energy. And I think that's what you saw in the second half the other day. Um, I think that it's going to depend on what they're surrounded by and what the franchise ends up looking like. Because right now, those franchises that they're on are not <laughs> going to look the way they're going to look for the meat of those careers. Right. Right. So I think which general manager makes some really good sound decisions to support those guys. Because right now, Cleveland looks to have a defense that can support winning mm -hmm. and enough pieces where they can really turn things around here, maybe a little faster than we've all assumed. Um, I was very impressed by Josh Allen the other day, and he has, he has the best physical tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he throws the ball 80 yards. Uh, throw through end, that man. wall right there. But, but what he did in terms of just showing you guts and desire, running and hurdling the air, it was really impressive. You know, they're probably a little further away. Arizona appears to be in trouble right now. And then you're going to have the end of Fitz's career and, you know, right. you have this transition mm -hmm. there. And then the Jets are seemingly headed in the right direction, knowing that they're going to have upwards of 80 something million dollars in cap room in the offseason and draft picks. So I think the Jets' roster will look very different next year and yeah. the year after, which should really help Darnold a lot. So I would put Mayfield and Darnold towards the top of that list. Yeah, I think everyone would agree with that. Yeah, um, I love Mayfield. I love them in I college. Do too. And... I did that Red River game last year, okay. Texas OU. He just exudes juice. Yeah. He's the juice factory. There's just juice coming out of every pore, man. Yeah. And he, you know... I've been impressed with the way he's handled everything too, and you know there was a lot of this, you know, stuff about his handled personality. But he's been he's been phenomenal. Yeah, so far with that I like stuff. the guy. Just, Every time yeah. I've been with him in person, I had dinner with him up in New Haven. Um, we were at the Walter Camp dinner. I just like the yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, well, let's wrap with this. <laughs> yeah, sure. Since uh, you, we went back to college, what, tell me what it's like on a Saturday when you're watching your son play. Can, it's you, can you keep your My nerves, can you keep your stuff together? Horrific. Yeah. Horrific. You're sick for four hours, yes, basically. Yes, for four hours. It was yeah. horrible. I had to do uh, coaches' meetings. I was sitting with Ryan Fitzpatrick the other day um, doing you know, player meetings and Dirk Cutter and all those guys mm -hmm. and, and um, Gerald McCoy you know, while my son was playing on ESPN2 the other day, and they had a horrible – they played – they just right, – they were Forrest, playing great. Right. Well, Wake Forest, I was at the game. It was a Thursday night game, so I was at the game. All right, they lost – And they he played well there. They week. just lost to Purdue. Purdue, like, Purdue. And they were – and listen, they got a lot of talent. That BC team's got a lot of talent. They were 23rd in the country. Five interceptions. It was just one of those games where from the moment it starts, a, right. you know, and so they come down the field, they score, and John runs out, and he's out there. And, like, right as, right as I see number 98 run out to kick <laughs> – it's like, you know, I think Fitzpatrick walks in the room, so I'm like, oh, I got I got over here in the app, so I put, you know, and I just give a little glance like that. But as I say, you can, know, you, even wa can is, you even watch the kicks? It's, it's very you, difficult. Yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah. Stuff that, and you know what it's done for me, though, Jimmy, is watching my son become, you know, a sought after recruit as mm -hmm. a punter and kicker, and then watching him now play as an 18 year old right. in his first weeks of college. How the heck he's a starter, or, 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 or it's just. He's still your little guy, right, right? Right. So it makes me appreciate that everybody I go out there and broadcast, they've got a family, they've got parents, and they got family who are watching them, and they got you know, and yeah. it, somebody really, really cares about them. Somebody's watching every play where they're only watching that person, and they just are hoping he doesn't get injured, nothing bad <laughs> happens. And so it's yeah. it's given me that perspective, which is very unique, and that's why I'm so upset that I misidentified somebody last night because somebody just wants to hear their son's name right. said properly on national TV and acknowledge some high school coaches wants to hear that, you know, they mentored that kid and hear their name. The that's why it really punt, bothers Punters me. and kickers get the shaft. That's just the way. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, who do they play this week, BC? You... They play Temple at home this okay. week. Yeah. And then next week they're at NC State. And then they got, they have Miami, the Red Bandana game, the Wells Crowther game is the ESPN home game on a Friday this year against Miami. That that's one of them, but that has turned in in recent years in college football to be one of the most special new traditions mm -hmm. when they honor the 9/11 hero Wells Crowther with the red bandanas. Mm -hmm. Have you ever read Tom Rinaldi's book? Yes. Well, I, I don't know yeah. the, not the book, you know but the I know story. the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, the BC team changes their uniform every year to red bandana fringe, you know. Yeah. And uh, so John is very excited to play in that red bandana game. But I just want him to be a good teammate and 
and a good kid yeah. and get a great education. But the fact that he has to do it every week on national TV sort of does turn my yeah. stomach. Yeah. And, you know, Twitter loves the uh, – we, lo- we love to tweet college kickers every time there's a miss. And it, I, yeah, feel, course, I feel yeah. bad when I do it because they're like 18, but, you know, they miss a 20-yard field goal that you have money on the game. And oh, well, that, you have to bash well, them on Twitter. Yeah, there and, you go. You know. yeah. what, what's your, what's your uh, relationship with Twitter? Do you – I never did it for nine years. I tweeted a period and sent that out, just a dot <laughs> and sent that out nine years ago when it first started. Yeah. And then I got pressure. <laughs> from a lot of folks because of the current job that I have that right. you should be active. Do you check and your mentions? No, I don't. Don't no yeah. play-by-play person should ever check their mentions. Yeah, well of course, you know what you're yeah. going to get, yeah. Yeah. And um so I just try to be joyful and fun and promote the brand and and have fun and yeah. but you know, I so there's times I won't do it for a bit and then yeah. yeah. Whatever. Not a good thing for play-by-play people. No, come on. I know yeah. what my business is and yeah. what my job is and yeah. the people the hate that's coming and all that. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not. the rookie to it. Although at this level, you know, the well, other guys have been dealing with. You're a rookie, years. but you're not a rookie. No, I've been doing this for yeah. twenty something yeah. years. And like you said, I mean, and you 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 had. That... I've got a bunch of Alabama and all you know. Those I mean, moments, but here's so. the thing: that's the thing about Twitter. I think everyone experiences this with Twitter. There's so much bad, and then there's so much good because the test effect was a big, big. Yeah, Twitter. that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so good and bad. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you coming I in and doing you, this. Man. I had a lot fun. of fun. I, did, I mean, fun. when you got a podcast where you can cover WWE, yeah. Lydia Bastianich, yeah, The Sopranos, yeah. right. and going to Asia for good Italian food. Yeah, really good. Yeah, Tosca yeah. and Marini's. Marini's 57 in Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. Killer. We covered it all. You let me say get Booger off the truffle. crane. We, we covered oh, everything. So good. We covered everything. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you. All right. very nice Have a great rest you. of the season. And uh, Chiefs. Rams on a Monday night, yeah, November 3rd November. 19th. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. That could be amazing. Yeah, that's going to be a good one for sure. Yeah. All right, my thanks to Joe Tessitore. Appreciated the time. And um, remember, Wednesdays now for the SI Media Podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network? The number one daily sports podcast network. Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.